you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman happy new year yay 2023 time is flying by this particular holiday season truly flew by and uh, i'm really excited i'm excited for things to slow down a little bit January, February, March, they tend to uh, get me down because it's so cold and there's not a lot to look forward to besides spring, which just feels like such a slog away. It just feels long and interminable and I just don't want to wear a coat anymore. And oh, but hopefully time will slow just a bit without all the frenzy of holidays and festivals. Hopefully they'll give me a moment just to process. And to take advantage of all the sales, January, right after Black Friday, is the second best time for sales in the home space. Everybody is liquidating all their winter inventory, getting ready for spring, summer. The next best time is July because, of course, they're liquidating spring, summer and getting ready for fall, winter. But January is the time. If you waited to purchase, if you wanted to score a deal, now is the time to shop. And I know I'm going to be shopping because... You know, we ate Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner at my lackluster kitchen dining table. And I want something special this year. I, I want to buy the right thing. I want to invest. I don't want to feel pressured either by supply chain or delivery or price point. And now I have three months uh, to wait for this thing until the next big holiday, that being my son's birthday. So I have three months to wait, and I get to take advantage of July, January sales, January sales. Hopefully you have something to look forward to. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? There was something else on my mind, but it escapes me. Because uh, with the passing of time, I'm also getting older. Is anybody else just feeling a little bit foggier? I got to get back on that multivitamin. Is that TMI? <laughs> It's a perfect time to reflect and figure out what changes we want to make in the new year. And ever since I moved, not only have I stopped taking all my vitamins, I've stopped going to Pilates. Like self-care has been out the window as we have all been clawing our way through these initial weeks and months in our new home and just hanging on for dear life. Well, we're getting furniture. The holidays are over. 
the kids are starting to make friends and I am going to take a multivitamin and go back to exercise class. What are you going to do? How are you going to make 2023 better, brighter, and more wonderful for you and yours? I am excited to hear. So please submit your answers, submit your questions. All you have to do is go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast to submit your question to me right here on the air. I have a really weird request for you guys. I know this is going to be weird, so just bear with me and then I'll dive into your design questions. But I just launched this new brand, Uploft, right? So same owner, same company, everything's the same, but I had to move to Uploft Interior Design, which is why you've seen the podcast cover art change to Affordable Interior Design by Uploft, because Affordable Interior Design was not a name I could trademark. So other companies have been using it, other businesses have been popping up, and then our reputation is somehow linked to theirs, or people are wondering, Betsy, are you related to them, affiliated to them? What happened? So we had to get a name that was fully trademarkable. We not only, you know, made up the word uploft, but also we bought the URL, we bought the trademark, and now we are fully protected and able to move forward with this name. But people are having a hard time finding us because we've gone into these small divisions. So the thing I need for you, the help I need is I need for you to Google modern interior design, New York City. That's what I need you to Google. Modern Interior Design New York City or Modern Interior Design NYC. Then you're going to see a Google My Business listing for Modern Interior Design by Uploft. It is a brand new baby website, brand new baby website and not much traction, right? People are not finding us. It has been too slow. All I need you to do on Google is press the call button. So yes, just go there and press the call button. Now, you don't actually have to have a phone call with us. You don't actually have to talk to us. The exciting thing about this is that that call button legitimizes us on Google. It makes Google say, oh, people are calling this. Oh, people from other places. People are finding this website. It must be a legitimate website. And then it's bumping us up in the rankings. So just by pressing the button and immediately hanging up, Well, you are helping us to gain visibility and helping our baby brand, after 17 years, it feels weird to call our brand a baby brand, but it is now, helping our baby brand to grow and become all that she can be. So if you wouldn't mind just Googling Modern Interior Design NYC and then pressing the call button when you see the Google My Business listing pop up. It's usually over on the side and it says, are you looking for this business? It has a little map. It has our name. It has a button to go to our website, a button to go to um, our offerings, and then a button to call us. Just press the call button and then hang up. Yeah. I'm basically asking you to crank call us. Would you mind? (laughs) Okay. Let's dig into your questions. I'm very excited because our first question comes from drumroll please, San Antonio, Texas. Mary is writing and Mary writes, Betsy, I want to hang curtains on the ends and in between three windows. The windows are 47 inches wide. The space between is seven inches. I do not want to obstruct the view. What kind of curtain rods should I use? The longest ones I have seen are 144. Should I use more than one curtain rod? I prefer a minimal look. All right, so let's dig in here. Yes, you do have a very long expanse of windows. And 
there's a couple ways you could go about this, Mary. Let me just see here one sec. Because when you're thinking about windows, rods, fabric, you want to be thinking about places for them to gather at the ends, right? So you have this series of three windows, each 47 inches long with two spaces of seven inches in between. And you want to keep this beautiful view of the trees in this field very open, and I don't blame you. However, on the left-hand side, within a foot of the window, you have a TV stand which is taking up room on the wall that the window shares. And then on the right-hand side, you have a good amount of space. It's just that rocking chair that you could easily move to gain more room, and you'll have two feet on that side. Now, all of this is to say, let me share with you what you could do. You could get a very long rod, and yes, they make rods longer than 144. Uh, I just got a rod for my dining room that was like 175. I got it on. Um, Oh, shoot. Where did I get it? I literally just Googled extra long gold rod because I didn't want to pay the price of Crate and Barrel. And Crate and Barrel also had a very long wait. Let me see here if I can pull it up on my other. I keep everything for my new house in a spreadsheet, which helps me to track all the 200 things as they come and go and come and go and need to be returned due to issues. Oh, here we go. I went to designer, drapery, and hardware. Designer, drapery, and hardware. I got this amazing high-quality rod. It was over 170 inches in length, and it was brass, and it looks fabulous. It looks just as good as the pottery barn rods in my primary bedroom, and I got it for like $250. Really great. But like I said, Crate and Barrel has one that goes to like $180 for $300, and there's other places too. You could always check Smith & Noble. Even that you buy on Bed Bath & Beyond if you're using the Cambria Complete Collection, which of course I love, but they have very limited colorways now. Anyway, you can buy extender rods and they also come with extra brackets so that you can make your 48-inch rod a 240-foot rod. You'll just want to make sure to use extra stability brackets because you will find that um, it will bow in the middle or start to sag if you don't support it. And I think you need to support it about every 60 inches. Okay, here we go. Let's talk. It depends what you want to do with these window treatments. Window treatments are not a yes or no answer, unfortunately. When you are looking at window treatments, you want to ask yourself, am I ever going to want to close these drapes? If you want to close the drapes, what you'll need to do is get an extra long rod and put brackets at each of the seven inch spots right above in the middle. And then put a panel on each side of those brackets and at the end of each window. Now you can do a single wide panel, right? You need double the width of drapery that you have width of window to have it undulate and close nicely without looking too taut. If we know that each window is 47 inches, we also know that the common panel for a window treatment, if you were just to click and buy one online, is between like 42 and 52 inches wide. That's perfect. That gives us our one times, because we're going to have two 40 to 50 inch panels covering one 47 inch window. Amazing. However, 
you will find that it obstructs the window a little bit. You know, you are going to have some fabric that sticks out on either side of that bracket, slightly covering the window. And of course, you've got that TV stand so, so close to the window and you don't want your drapes to touch the TV stand. So drapes are going to impede the view from these windows. There's just no doubt about it. Now, what if you tell me, Betsy, I don't actually want these to close. I never need privacy. I never need opacity. I just want to add some softness to this room. Excellent. We can have a different approach. What we can do is that one long rod, you'll still need stability bracket so that it doesn't bow in between each of the seven inch separators, right? But then in my humble opinion, you need more fabric on either side. So at those extreme ends of the window are the only two places you would put drapes if you don't actually need these to close, but you're going to need a considerable amount of fabric. If you just put one single panel at the end of this long expanse of windows on each side, it's going to look like anemic sideburns on the end of, you know, a big old face. Santa Claus, he's just on my mind. His big old face is there with these little tiny band-aid sideburns. That is not a good look. You need chunky drapery with this very wide window in order to really make it feel proportional and correct, even if you never intend on closing these. The problem is the more bulky drapery you have, ideally, the more you would hang that bracket further outside the window so that drapery doesn't encroach on this majestic view. But you can't do that because you have the TV stand. You could certainly do that on the right-hand side. Heck, you could go out a foot, a foot and a half. But on the left-hand side, you can't even go out really more than seven inches. And you don't want to have one side be different than the other. They do need to be symmetrical and match. So either you get rid of that TV stand or you do anemic window treatments or you do the appropriate amount of fabric, which in my thought process, in my opinion, as I were to say earlier, would be like a hundred inch panel on either side. Now you can reduce all that bulk, thus reducing the amount that it blocks your window. If you do something unlined, if you do something more translucent, right, like a sheer or an open weave linen or something that feels very lightweight. And the key, you know, you asked me what rod to use, but the true key, especially with a challenging window where you want to maximize the view and minimize the amount that the fabric encroaches, is that you would either do this fabric so that it is on a ring which means a French pleat or a pinch pleat within a drapery pin and a ring. Or my personal preference, which will be much cheaper and much easier to implement, a grommet panel. Grommet panels will allow you to push those panels to the side, squish them so that you get the maximum view, right, but you can also get the maximum amount of fabrics so that it looks proportional with this beautifully large window. Guys, when you ask me questions about windows, I mean, I'm just going to give you the answer and it's going to be involved and you're going to have to put your thinking cap on. This is not like patterns or colors or paint where we can just lightly pop in and pop out. I've got to get into the weeds with you, Mary. So I hope over there in San Antonio, Texas, you are taking copious notes because 
This is not a particularly challenging window, but there's more than one way to dress for success here. And I want to make sure that you get the perfect treatment for you and what you hope to do in your space. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. All right, let's move into my next question. My next question comes all the way from Indiana. Heidi is writing. Heidi says, I would love your help with our living room. I recently sanded and refinished the floor with a whitewash, painted the door and window trim a warm beige tan, and the walls are an almost white gray. There's only one window in this room, so I am happy with these bright colors. The door and trim have helped add warmth. I would say that the style of our home is warm, inviting country cottage. We live in the country with a flock of chickens and love being home together. I need ideas on how to complete the look of the living room by making it feel more warm and inviting. What size rug should I be looking for? I think I would like the traditional Persian style rug. Anything too contemporary feels strange in our old country home. Where can I find feather inserts for our couch throw pillows? I'm a seamstress and on the hunt for highly textured fabric to make covers. Do I need four pillows? My inspiration piece is the beautiful art above the couch. I'm thinking of pulling in some of the darker greens from the picture, and I want to bring those in the pillow and in the rug. I would love to hear any advice that you have for this room. Well, Heidi, I must say, you are 100% correct. This feels so cozy, so comfy. I think the thing that's giving it that vibe right from the jump is this beautiful wood-burning fireplace, wood-burning stove, I guess it is, that's then got kind of a partial wall behind it of brick with a wooden mantle that's in an L-shape around the wood-burning stove. You've got two chairs that look like dining chairs with cushions right in front of the stove. I could just see myself warming up there. It looks enchanted. It looks like a place you'd want to spend a lot of time. It definitely evokes that cozy feel. The thing that's leading me towards the farmhouse or that country cottage, if you will, are your plaid curtains. I also love the warm wood that reiterates the warm wood from the dining chairs in the piano. Everything is just really cozy in here. I do feel like there's opportunity for color, especially because the floor is really washed out with the white stained wood. 
And you do have a lot of warm wood with the bookcase, the piano, the chairs I mentioned. Uh, So everything's a little bit either wood or washed out, and we need to be bringing in some color. Let's see what we can do here. You know, I've got this floor plan, but it doesn't give me specifics in terms of exact measurements. That being said, you do want a rug that's large for this room, but you don't want the rug to impede with the piano bench. When I pull out the piano bench, I don't want to be half on half off the rug. Same with these chairs. If you plan on keeping two chairs around the wood stove, which I think sets a really nice mood, but may not be practical every day. And especially these chairs, they do look like dining chairs that got lost. So if you do want to have either chairs, ottomans, or pillows by the fire all the time, I would choose something that looks a little bit less dining room and something that looks a little more intentionally sitting room. I love the idea of ottomans because then you can bring them over to the couch. Speaking of couch, the couch is like a dark gray, looks to be sleeper bed. And then I do see the beautiful artwork above, but the artwork is a little bit small, not only for that wall, but above the sofa. I might be more inclined to put it somewhere else just because it does feel a little small. It might be perfect for above the piano where you have these empty frames. You know, the empty frames above the piano are not doing anything for us because they're just more wood tone and it's empty. I could definitely see getting a larger piece above the sofa, moving that smaller inspiration piece above the piano, and maybe you move these empty frames that actually are quite large in size. They're probably 18 by 24 each and move those three above the sofa, but put in some imagery that reflects the color palette from the inspiration piece above the piano because we desperately need some color in here. I think that the rug would be a perfect opportunity to bring in color, as you already know, as well as throw pillows. The problem is I'm not able to zoom in close enough on this artwork above the couch to see exactly what colors are there. It mostly looks like green or like neutrals which is not really giving us a lot to go off of. Oh, there is like a little red tractor in the background I see. So I might play with that brick red color and this emerald or evergreen type color in the landscape. And maybe we just do a 60-30. You've heard me admit that sometimes I don't do a 10. Sometimes I just do a 60-30 when creating a color palette from an inspiration piece, especially if my client is resistant to color or especially if there's just a lot going on in the room. This is a small room. There is kind of a lot going on, what with the piano, the bookcase, the wood-burning fireplace, the chairs, the sofa sleeper, etc. So I think we could get away with a more minimal palette. The only concern I have is when we're dealing with green and red, it can look a little Christmassy. Uh, Those are complementary colors. They have a strong connotation together. I wouldn't want this to look like the Christmas room all year round. So you may want to play with like this lighter kind of, it's almost a celadon green, and then go more brick, even deeper than I was originally thinking for the red. So that way we've got this kind of light celery tone with this deep, rich red brown tone. And that would definitely not read Christmas. And the celadon might make it feel a little more fresh and contemporary. I love the idea of doing a Persian rug 
I love the idea of it being a Persian rug that's multicolor, or you could do one of those vintage Persians. Like I think bringing the warmth to the floor would be amazing with the red. And then it could have sort of that muted pattern so that it looks a little bit worn, but is a contemporary rug. I think that that would be really sweet. Definitely still read country. Work with the black and white checks. Hmm. And be easier to find than sell it on, frankly. But thinking about all this warm wood, maybe we need to go with the green because the warm wood, if you squint, could look a little reddish in tone. I think I would just find whatever I can. And I, I agree, just go big with this rug. I mean, you're going to be bound by the tile hearth that's under the wood burning stove. You're going to be bound by the piano bench. And those parameters alone, what with the door swing and also the opposite wall to the door, are going to tell you what size the rug should be. So measure, staying within the boundaries that I just discussed. And I think you'll be on your way in no time. Guys, it's always a pleasure helping you with your spaces. Don't hesitate to send in your questions. I'd love to answer them. Just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There you'll see the form to fill out a question. Send me your pictures. You can also become a premium member. Premium members are just our favorite. Not to say that we have favorites, but we do. We're biased because they get bonus content, but they also contribute every month towards us staying on the air for as little as $5.99 a month or $29.99 for six months. Not only do you get a back catalog of nearly 70 exclusive episodes just for premium members, but you also support us. And for that, I'm very grateful. Guys, happy 2023. I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Until then, bye. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.